My periods have always been so heavy and the pain is unbearable. I've even lost jobs over it. And then there's the fertility journaling that has brought more tears than I care to share. Now, things have changed. Three months into the protocol, Dr. Kylie designed for me after seeing my normal labs. This was the first period that came technically regular at 29 days. I started yesterday with no symptoms leading up to it and I've taken two Tylenol and felt fine. Scale of one to 10, it's been a three when it's usually a nine or 10. I'm in shock of how periods should be. I can't thank her enough. Aubrey. Now that would be an endometriosis type pattern. Come join at the PCOS or endo boot camp or any other boot camp that's right for you. You can find them and join us at drkellyburn.com. We begin September 6th. Practitioners, get remarkable results. Step into your purpose. Level up and let's do it together. Come join me inside the BTD Mastermind, Beyond the Diagnosis Mastermind. Doors close September 6th and you won't have an opportunity again for another six months. Why? Because we need to create an army and empower the world. Change lives one at a time and let's do it together. Go to btdmastermind.com to come join me. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Let's get into a hot topic today, infertility. But women, before you say, I know this is me, you're wrong. This fertility journey is a two-way street. And let me make this clear. Women, this is not your responsibility and your responsibility alone. One in seven couples struggle with infertility. But did you know that in the last 40 years, sperm count has declined by 60%? 60%. Now, if you don't have those little swimmers, those little healthy, strong swimmers, you ain't getting pregnant, no matter how fantastic your hormones are. So I want to be very clear with you today that fertility is a two-way street. It is not a one-way road. Men, you have a responsibility. Don't just say it's your wife's problem or your girlfriend's problem. It's a two-way street. But the good news is, even though there's been a 60% decline in sperm count and hence sperm quality, there's a way to boost your fertility. We're going to talk about the facts We're going to talk about the research and most importantly, how do we boost our fertility from the men's side, from the women's side, and what are your fertility signals? When do you know is the right time? You don't need to take a test. You can, but I'm going to teach you what your body's communicating to you. It's your fertility signals. Men, let's start with you first because women, they've heard enough. Research examined more than 7,500 studies published between 1973 and 2011. It's called a meta-analysis when they do this. It's one of the top ways of research. They took 185 studies that met their criteria. So they went from 7,500 studies down to 185 studies. And yes, this is a very good way to do research. These included studies of men 
who either didn't know if they were fertile, like they never tried to have kids before, and those who knew that they were fertile. They eliminated all studies where men were suspected to be infertile. These studies were spread over the time period and nearly included 43,000 men in 50 different countries. The findings were clear. There was nearly a 60% decline in the total sperm count over nearly four decades. So in the last 40 years, between 1970 and 2011, and it's only gotten worse. So we could say it's now over 60% of decline in sperm count. Male infertility isn't just related to procreation. Oftentimes, it's a decrease in sperm count, which is an indicator of premature death. They've linked that decreased sperm count can have an influence on our lifetime duration. In fact, the study called it, quote, a canary in the coal mine, end quote, for male health. And though the researchers didn't set out to figure out why sperm counts were decreasing, they floated about several theories, and all of these theories included environmental and lifestyle influences. So what can cause male infertility? And before we jump into what can cause male infertility, I want to give a couple of examples that I've seen. And I know for a fact there are women listening to this who have beautiful labs, beautiful labs from my view. I've seen them. They are perfect. Their hormone levels are perfect. Their cycles are completely regular and they've been completely regular with no help. Their CBC, their metabolic panel, their thyroid panel, their lipid panel, their cholesterol panel, everything that we could think about taking is beautiful. I know this because I've seen them and yet they've struggled to get pregnant. Now I know immediately off the top of my head, a handful of women who have had one, maybe two pregnancies. And it's the third one that's difficulty getting pregnant. And yet nothing in their body has changed. The labs never lie. I want to give you one example. When I was able to get my hands on the male side of things, let me show you what's possible. Actually, I'm not going to show you. I'm going to walk you through it. Now, before we jump into these labs specifically, I want to point out that even though I can say this is what's going on in his body, I have no idea if it affects sperm count or not. I'm assuming it does. And I can have a pretty good guess that it does because when men are fighting things, they are no different than women. Symptoms, results, they tend to suffer. And I don't know about him, but I will say that he is a firefighter. And as soon as I heard that news, Great. I'm so thankful that someone's willing to fight fires, but what the air that he's breathing is definitely affecting his physical body in more ways than just breathing it in. And I know they go through all of the precautions and cleaning their clothes and everything. But when I saw what his numbers were, I thought to myself, man, this kid, if he, if nothing else happens, he's going to feel better right now. He's just powering through his days. Mentally, physically, emotionally, he's just a powerhouse and going to do what he needs to get done nonetheless. Now, however he feels, because based off of his labs, his viral count is so high, 52% on the lymphocyte marker and 11% on the monocyte marker. 
when I start talking about monocytes and they're getting up to the 11, 12, 13, you could probably go take an Epstein-Barr virus test and it would come back positive because it's that active. And in his words, he says, well, I'm tired. I just assumed it was my 24-hour shifts when I don't sleep much. Yes, that's going to affect it, but so is this. So we have a viral component. We also have a couple markers indicating that he has a hard time using B vitamins. Now, there's a difference when we intake B vitamins, whether it's supplementation through our food or through transfusions, our body still has to utilize those efficiently. They have to go through this process called methylation. And if you've ever heard of the gene MTHFR, that's where this comes into play. And there's a lot of myths about MTHFR. It does not inhibit your body's ability to detox, like many people believe. And the other portion of this is, is you do not need to take methylated B vitamins. They're better for you. But if you give your body the ingredients it needs to do the work with your B vitamins that you're getting through your diet, you're just fine. That supplement is Mors, M-O-R-S. Go get some if you're taking methylated B vitamins. You can get some at my website, drkylieburton.com backslash store. Find M-O-R-S, Mors, and that is what you need for your body to be more efficient with B vitamins. And they're crucial because they take your food and convert them into energy in the cellular level at the mitochondria, inside the mitochondria. Flashback to high school biology, where you learn about the mitochondria as the powerhouse of the cell. They need B vitamins to be a powerhouse. And they need B vitamins in the right form. Okay, so that's one portion. Is it affecting infertility? I have no idea. But I know it's it's affecting his ability to have energy and to think straight and have brain power and metabolism and just to feel good. So let's get him healthy on the inside and feeling good so we can improve the fertility. That's what this is about. I have no idea until I get a phone call that says that that they're pregnant. That's my only telltale sign if this is actually a cause relationship type. Additional markers tell me we have some blood sugar imbalances, one kidney marker off, one adrenal marker off, one. And by the way, people... When I say kidney and adrenal markers, it's not like it says kidneys on the labs and adrenals on the labs. This is um, markers that identify for kidneys and then for functional medicine docs like myself who are very well versed in labs, sodium and potassium are actually adrenal markers. ALT, the liver marker, we have a beautiful cholesterol panel, inflammation levels very low. His vitamin D status is in the tank, 348 that is, quote, within normal range, but you know, normal is not ideal. We want ideal status. And ideal for vitamin D is around 80, in my way, my version. When you have a vitamin D status around 80, you will feel a lot better, I promise. And to get those levels, if you're like 34.8, go check out the vitamin D podcast episode of the superpowers of vitamin D. Not only will you learn its superpowers, but I will teach you my protocol for taking a vitamin D at 34.8 and getting it up to 80 in three months. And you got to use the right vitamin D too. I should, I should caveat that. Get that on the website. If you're on a blood thinner though, be careful about your vitamin D because a vitamin D is often combined with vitamin K and you cannot take that if you're on a blood thinner. So anyways, there's what I find in his labs. The biggest one, viral component, B vitamin methylation, 
some inflammation, actually his inflammation markers are very good, some blood sugar imbalances. So what do I do? Now, this is cool because you can experience this as well. With a couple supplements, you can easily boost your vitamin D, like I talked about. Sinulin is for blood sugar. Mors is going to help with the B vitamin methylation portion. Vivi is the antiviral. Bind is going to help him take all those toxins he's breathing in the air, fighting fires, and just living in the environment we live in. Get rid of them. LS will help the liver detox. Month two, more vitamin D. Continue with the sinulin. Continue with the bind. Continue with the Vivi, only a smaller dose. KS for kidney support and GA for adrenals. Month number three, continue with the vitamin D, the sinulin, the GA, the bind. Then we're going to switch over to energy. Energy, E-N-R-G, is a supplement that's going to provide your mitochondria with all the ingredients it needs to take your food and convert it into energy in the cellular form of ATP. LB is a liver gallbladder supplement. So we're supporting the liver, the kidneys, and the gallbladder throughout this process, making sure his adrenals are good, clearing out the toxins, boosting the vitamin D, attacking the virus, all with what his labs told me to do. So not only in three months is he going to feel like a million bucks, but hopefully I get a phone call too, because the goal is to get pregnant. But then the second goal is not only to experience pregnancy, but then to have a healthy baby and a healthy mommy. That's just one example. So guys, please, please, please take responsibility too. Give your wife, give your girlfriend the biggest hug in the world. Tell them how much you love them and tell them how much you're going to continue on this journey with them. Because the first thing that a woman does when that first test is negative or when the first period comes is blame herself. Ladies, it's not just you. This is a two-way street. 60%. That's huge. Sperm count is decreased, backed by research. Now, what can cause male infertility besides what the labs say, right? I'm a big fan of labs because I would have no idea. I would be throwing antioxidants and, of course, buying based off of how he, what his job is. But I would have no idea about the virus if I didn't see the labs. Or the adrenal fatigue, if I didn't see that, like, look at the labs, blood sugar imbalances. It's there. In fact, I'm going to teach you how to read your labs. So you don't ever have to rely on another doctor again. That's going to be on a private podcast coming, I don't know, September-ish, when this is about to be released, inside the membership. So if you're not a member, come join us. You're going to get a private podcast that's going to take this up to the next level So next time your doctor looks at you and smiles and says, your labs look great, they're normal. You can smile back and say, thank heavens they're normal, but I'm going to go check and make sure they're ideal. Power in your hands. All right. Simple causes of male infertility. There can be a number of them, but here's the most common according to research. Hormone imbalancing products like chemicals, phthalates, triclosan, BPAs, all can mess up the hormones. Smoking, ibuprofen, exposure to pesticides, stress, obesity. So what do we do about it? Here's some lifestyle tips and tricks. One, avoid alcohol. Drinking is known to reduce sperm motility. Giving it up reverses the effect. Stop smoking. 
Even moderate cigarette smoking can have a significant effect on sperm motility. Get off your bike. While some forms of exercise can be good for sperm, provided it's not too intensive, biking, even just for an hour and a half a week, can have a detrimental effect. I have no idea why, but here it is. Backed by two research articles. Keep cool. Anything that heats the testicles can damage sperm. So avoid hot baths, saunas, hot tubs, tight underwear, and putting your laptop directly on your lap. Five, minimize mobile phone use. The more you use your mobile, the more you harm your sperm. At the very least, don't carry your phone in your pocket. Six, watch out for Wi-Fi. Wireless internet is another form of electromagnetic radiation that can be harmful to sperm, especially their motility. Seven, ease stress. Life stress can have a negative effect on sperm motility and other aspects of sperm quality. Try incorporating mind-body techniques like meditation, yoga, and tai chi into your everyday routine to help reduce stress. And as I'm a big fan of, take the viral component out because that's the internal stressor. Sleep well. Poor sleep has been linked to poor sperm quality. Aim to go to bed at 1030 at the latest and get around eight hours a night to keep sperm healthy. Watch your weight. Obesity can have a negative impact on sperm quality. Far there are some supplements we can take that will help specifically male fertility. Here they are. Coenzyme Q10. Low levels of this antioxidant have been found in infertile men. Taking CoQ10 has been found to improve several aspects of sperm quality, including concentration, morphology, density, and motility. Now, I will tell you that coenzyme Q10 is in the supplement energy, ENRG, because that's required for the mitochondria to take B vitamins and turn, or to take our food and turn them into energy. So instead of taking CoQ10, get the whole complex in energy. Another one is zinc. This one's for the ladies too. Zinc, if you look at your nails and you have white lines on your nails or ridges, that can be a zinc deficiency, especially if you've ever used the copper IUD. Copper is going to steal from your zinc. And the taking zinc is both good for male and women, females, because the reproductive organs require zinc. And it's part of, if you've had a history of miscarriages, I would recommend taking zinc and we'll get into the more in the miscarriage episode, but zinc is important. A lack of zinc has been linked to male infertility. Research suggests that taking those zinc supplements show, the research showed that it improved poor sperm motility as well as sperm count and fertilizing capacity. Be careful with zinc though. Taking zinc by itself can lead to GI complaints. My preference for zinc is taking a mineral complex. Min, M-I-N, is the one that I suggest. It's also the one that I take regularly postpartum to help with hair regrowth. Selenium is another good one. Supplementing with selenium, also a mineral. Take zinc and selenium in the same one. They're both in min. Helps to improve both sperm motility and the chances of successful conception. Arginine. Arginine. It might be in energy, but I know it's an Eventa, E-V-E-N-T-A. That's also another one, arginine. Essential for normal sperm development. This amino acid appears to be beneficial for sperm motility as well. L-carnitine and L-acetylcarnitine. These nutrients used either individually or together 
can significantly improve sperm motility as well. Helpful herbs include ginseng and maca, maca root. I've heard several things about maca root. I am no herb specialist. I just know that the supplements I use and recommend work, and that's all I care about. But Dr. Shane Morris, who's behind the formulations of them, he's going to be joining us on a podcast episode this season, probably in September. So whether it's it's been released or or is coming, be sure to follow along so you don't miss it. It's He talks about the microbiome like no other. You definitely want in on that one. Now, there's one big, big red flag when it comes to male infertility. And I never even thought about this. So I was having a conversation with my midwife. Um, just on a regular gynecology appointment. I was trying to convince her to come join us on the podcast, but she said she swears too much. So <laughs> I said, we could edit that out, but we're trying. Anyways, she brought up the fact that testosterone and taking testosterone can cause infertility. So I looked it up. One side effect of testosterone treatment is, of course, infertility. Testosterone treatment decreases sperm production by decreasing levels of another hormone called FSH. FSH is very important for stimulating sperm production. So you take testosterone, whether whatever form you're getting it in, men, stop, because it could be causing your infertility. And in fact, most of the time, if someone is taking testosterone, if a guy is taking testosterone and they stop, their infertility struggles are resolved. Heck, that could be a $30,000 IVF treatment that's awful for the woman and yet resolved right then and there. In most cases, the infertility caused by testosterone treatment is reversible. Thank goodness. Men who have had test, received testosterone for a shorter period of time will probably recover more quickly. That makes sense. But a small percentage of men, the infertility is not reversible. It is generally believed that testosterone given by shots and pellets are more likely to cause infertility than gels, even though any form of testosterone supplementation can disrupt the normal hormonal balance required for sperm production. So number one, if you're taking testosterone, if your partner is taking testosterone, stop. It could be very well leading to infertility. All right, that's the male side of things. What about us women? How do we know when it's time for our baby making moments, right? Let's clear up your fertility signals. A book I read by Meryl Winstein. You can use these to conceive or to avoid pregnancy naturally. I tried it for a few months. Didn't work so well. Anyways, and I know for a fact when I'm ovulating. Recognizing the signals can take only a minute. So what are they? Cervical mucus, basal body temperature, the cervix position and shape. The most important sign is the cervical mucus. And I've also had a conversation with my midwife about it where she's had many people come in and say that they have some type of infection going on. When in reality, this is just the cervical mucus telling you that it's baby making time. It's usually when your libido is higher. Women, our libidos are higher during that week when it's time to make a baby. That's normal for us. There have been times when my husband's like, how do we replicate that? I'm like, honey, it's my hormones. Time of the month. Be grateful for it when it comes around. So just know that you shouldn't have a high libido all the time. Temperature can also show you when ovulation is over. If you take your temperature throughout the entire month, you'll find that you'll have a little increase during that ovulation period. 
the cervix position and shape is probably going to be harder for you to determine. But the fertile days is when you have slippery mucus. It's the cervix position is high, it's soft, and it's open. Which signals should you use? Mucus is great because it's very obvious if you're paying attention and you know what it is. The temperature, your ovulation is finished and fertile no longer when it's at increased temperatures, usually above 98 degrees Fahrenheit. Cervical change, general changes in estrogen level. You are fertile anytime you have wet, smooth, slippery, blood-tinged, or stretchy mucus. And for the first four days in a row after the mucus or spotting ends. Okay, let me read that one more time. This is what the cervical mucus looks like. And it's by far the best time to tell when you are fertile. I, it's my number one way to determine this. You are fertile anytime you have wet, smooth, slippery, blood-tinged, or stretchy mucus. And for the first four days in a row after the mucus or spotting ends. How do we determine by temperature, I should say? You need to chart it every day so you can see those increases. Interpreting the temperature chart, you will find the six low temperatures in a row. Draw a line, follow the third temperature. Anyways, just, just map it out and you'll see the increase. That increase will happen, let me make sure I'm telling you this, after ovulation. Yes, I'm looking through my own temperature charts here and seeing that it's after ovulation. So there's your big your big thing. Use the cervical mucus, use your basal body temperature. Cervical mucus is very obvious if you know what you're looking for. It's slippery, it's wet, you, you know the thing. You know what exactly what I'm describing right here, women. That is your time of fertility. And then as far as breastfeeding goes, breastfeeding is a naturally infertile time as prolactin generally inhibits ovulation. But no, just because you're breastfeeding doesn't mean you're infertile. When the slippery mucus returns, fertility is possible. Begin charting as soon as the baby is born. Signs of returning fertility include increased sexual desire, higher energy levels, more mucus, um, and then they describe the mucus or spotting when bleeding. But let's not dive too far into breastfeeding and fertility. Just know that it's not just because you're breastfeeding doesn't mean you're infertile. Trust me. My grandma, I think, had four babies while she was, or got pregnant four times while she was breastfeeding. Um, my dad's side of the family, he's the youngest of the top five. There are seven total, but within those, that top five, I think she had all five of them in seven years, if I remember right. Pretty crazy. So when it comes to fertility, ladies, take a big, deep breath. Be sure your husband's on board or your, your boyfriend's on board, whatever the case may be, whatever. And make sure that they you're doing it hand in hand. It's, this is not a woman only journey. This is a two-way street. And I want to stress the importance of that because I've seen beautiful labs. I've seen beautiful labs on both sides. Typically it's one or the other, but be sure that your husband gets his labs done. And you don't even need to do a sperm count at this point. Just get regular CBC, regular metabolic panel, regular hormones, whatever, check all the underlying portions. And not only can they feel better, but they can help you improve your fertility journey as well. And it's a goal for both of you, not just one of you. And then when the time comes and the pregnancy result happens, be sure to let me know. Those are always the best, 
the best calls, the best emails, the best messages, because I'm on your side. I want to help you out. And I want to give you the tools that will make it so not only do you get pregnant, but you stay pregnant and you are a healthy mommy and a healthy baby. See you next time. Your purpose is just like mine. It's big and it's important. And there's no one else anywhere on the planet who can fulfill it. So quit messing around and go get them. Chip Gains. Take massive leaps towards your purpose and come join the 21-day Permission to Heal Boot Camp that's right for you. We begin September 6th. Say yes to yourself and let's celebrate your success next. Pick the boot camp that's right for you here. DrKylieBurton.com Practitioners, we are needed. Let's form an army and step into our purpose, all while leveling up together. Come join me in the Beyond the Diagnosis Mastermind. Doors close September 6th and the opportunity won't be around again for six months. I'll see you on the inside. BTD mastermind.com